Podcast Got Standing. I'm Teresa. I'm Danny. I'm Sarah. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> uh, so tell us, uh, do you have a lot of Greek god uh, information at your disposal? Um, I would say yes. I've been interested in Greek mythology since I was a kid. I grew up reading like Percy Jackson and learning about it in school. And then like as I transitioned into teenager and like adult life, I just kind of always had that same interest and passion in it. Um, I also consider myself like pagan. So I actually work with some deities. So yeah. You mentioned Percy Jackson, and you just made Grease's heart grow like five times. I really can't wait for like the new movie. Isn't there a series? A series, a movie, something like that. I think it'll be better as a series. I think it'll be better. Yeah, because I'm just. I just started it today. The new, the last book in the trial, Trials of Apollo, the Tower of Nero. Ooh, I haven't read that series. It's so good. good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my god. It's really like uh after the last one with the the Romans, Zeus punished Apollo and sent him down as a 17-year-old pimply boy. And it's just Apollo telling the story. Yeah, so he's Have like you guys- My greatness can't be stopped, but I'm stuck with pimples, so here we are. Have we what? <laughs> um have you guys watched Blood of Zeus on Netflix? I've been it. watching it. It is really good, except I was talking to my daughter and I was saying that I can't remember the main character's name. Um, um, me neither. Perkley? No, it wasn't Perkley. Mm-hmm. It was. he, had, he has the saddest anime face I've ever oh seen. My <laughs> like, he oh, looks no, like crazy two seconds from crying at all times. What is it? Heron. Heron, which was not even close to what I was talking about. <laughs> But yeah, he has the saddest anime face I've ever seen in my life. Like he, okay, but he, Apollo in that show is so cute. Yes, mm. yes. So cute. I would yeah, like you should watch it, Teresa. The episodes are short. I started it. I started to watch it, and I got to say, very refreshing to see hand animation, like hand-drawn and not yeah. computerized. Totally. It burns me. Computer-animated <laughs> animation just really burns me up, and that's all there is to it. And everybody can fight me about it, but I don't Brian care. Her Really does, because like with given enough time, I can probably do it. But given enough time, I'll never be able to draw. Not an animation well, like that. I wish. Sarah, so your job today is going to be to decide between Athena and Hecate. Okay. Um, you can base your decision on anything you want. Um, like really anything. It could be. It could be something totally not godly. Um, <laughs> our job is to pitch them to you and um, then you'll decide who'll go to the next, who will go to the next bracket. Okay. Um, you can ask questions, you can cuss, you can swear. Oh, I um, love to swear. <laughs> well, you love to swear. <laughs> if you If you do it well, Teresa will um, clutch her pearls and freak out. It'll be good. It depends. <laughs> So the other night night we were playing Cards Against Humanity across Zoom and the couple we were playing with, they they were like, hey, would you mind if our son joined? And he's a 16 year old son. And I was like, yeah, if it doesn't cause irreparable damage. Sure. (laughs) And I'm 43 years old and I would rather be dead than play that game with my mother. I was 16 and definitely playing it with my parents. No, no, I'm not explaining any. I had to explain things to those boys. And I was like, I don't want to. I can't believe I got to explain stuff to these boys. (laughs) Like, don't you explain stuff to my daughter. Yeah, but that was in person. I explained gay (laughs) gay stuff to Gina when she was a child because it was a joke. (laughs) And I explained how the joke works. There was directions and whatever, and I was like, whatever. She was pestering for the answers, and I was like, you don't want them. They're dirty sex jokes. And she's like, tell me anyway, and I did. And then she was like, disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, you get what you get. And then my husband told on me. Like, Danny comes around the corner, and she's like, who told Gina the joke? And Michael's like, Teresa did it. Unbelievable. Her husband husband ratted her out. (laughs) Oh no. I was like, I'll never save you. (laughs) All right. So, Teresa, do you want to go first? 
Um, I certainly. Well, would you? Who do you want to hear about first, Hecate or Athena? Um, Athena. Oh, so there you go. Annie's first. first. Mm -mm. I never go first. Look at that. Okay, so Athena. Uh, She is the Olympian goddess of wisdom and war, and the adorned patroness of the city of Athens. Uh, She became the patron. Um, goddess of Athens after winning an, a contest with Poseidon and she gave them the olive the olive tree and they decided that um, she was now there they would name the the city after her because the olive tree is better than what did he give him a horse no he didn't give him a horse I don't know what he gave him nobody cares because it's like um <laughs> She's the goddess of wisdom, courage, inspiration, civilization, law and justice, strategic warfare, mathematics, strength, strategy, the arts, crafts, and skill. Um, the skill is specifically spinning and weaving. Um, she's usually shown in art wearing a helmet and or holding a spear. Her major symbols include owls, olive trees, snakes, and the Gorigon. The Gorgon is a protective amulet with a Gorgon's head on it, which is basically Medusa's head. Yeah. And only she and Zeus are allowed to wear it. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, she invented the chariot after Poseidon gave her some horses. Uh, some consider her to be the female counterpart of Ares. Yeah. Um, whereas Ares is very hot-headed and the god of war, she's still considered a god of a goddess of battle, but she's definitely the more think it through, you know, she'll, yeah, like she'll fight. What? Like logistical. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and won't like run in with her, you know, like with crazy boy energy. <laughs> <laughs> she'll think it through first. Um, so she is actually one of um, Zeus's children that was uh, born in weird circumstances, like most of his children. Uh, her mother is Metis, which means wisdom, and Zeus chased after her. And, um, but Gaia had prophesied that Metis's first child would be a girl and that her second child would be a boy that would overthrow Zeus. Uh, Zeus decided that he wasn't going to take any chances with this first child. And while uh, Metis was pregnant, he swallowed her. Uh, after a time, Zeus developed an unbearable headache, which made him scream out in pain so loudly it could be heard throughout the earth. Uh, the other gods came to see what his problem was. And Hermes realized what needed to be done and directed Hephaestus to split Zeus's skull. Uh, Athena sprang from his skull fully grown and in a full set of armor. Due to the fact that she was born from the head, that's probably where she, the intelligence and wisdom aspects of her persona. Yeah. Um, she's actually considered to be Zeus's favorite child. Yeah. Um, and she's the only other one that he allows to use his thunderbolt. I did not know that. Yeah. And because of the way she was born, what? I, said, I bet she's the favorite, but the second favorite is Dad. Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. Nobody's freezing on me. I see you all. Can you not hear me? Okay. Second favorite is what? Dionysus. You. Why can't you hear me? Oh, yeah. We can hear you about. Uh, well, for me, like, your video is, like, ooh, it's actually it's frozen. completely frozen right now. Mm-hmm. And your voice, like, your audio is, like, choppy. Oh, okay. But, like, then everything, like, comes together at the end. All right. That happens So it's, like, really fast. Things. It's also raining, so I'm sure that. I know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, because he birthed those two, Athena's the favorite because his head, and Dionysus the second favorite thigh. Oh, that's true. Dionysus is the thigh baby. (laughs) Um, This also allows her to claim that no. So, yeah, both her and Dionysus also can claim that no mother bore them. Uh, Mm -hmm. They weren't born of of, of any females. She is considered one of the virgin goddesses. She, let's see, she's the goddess of wisdom and used her knowledge to develop the double flute. And while she created the instrument, uh, she said it looked undignified when she played it. So she gave it to a satyr who got into it. She, I guess she just wanted to like make it. And then she was like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> she does. 
if I may, she would rather not use a double-ended something. Yeah, that is true. Uh, (laughs) She definitely is very reluctant to use violence to solve conflict. Although in her further stories, it would be almost better if she just used violence. Like the way she gets revenge is like. So her most famous temple is the Parthenon, and it's actually still standing today. It housed a famous cult image of the goddess uh, that was ever crafted. The sculpture was now lost, but it was made of wood and covered in gold and ivory and clothed in a real dress that was changed every four years. Wow, um, that's so cool. Yeah. Now, the difference between her and Dionysus is that um, she was considered like high, not high society, but the only people that were allowed to serve in her temples were younger girls, uh, prepubescent, and they had to have been born of nobles. Whereas Dionysus, Peter, and Pan, uh, being more earthly deities, definitely didn't care what birthing order you came in. Like, it was just a free-for-all. She's a little Um, bougie. What? She's a little bougie. A little bougie. I mean, (laughs) she's got, like, some some royalty. So she's a little bougie. Uh, (laughs) She also represents the modest, restrained side of life. And so she didn't really have, like, the cultic rituals that Dionysus and the other fertility gods did because she was a virgin She's not going to encourage her followers to, you know, ride around in orgies and, and all that other stuff. So she's the reason Medusa is Medusa. Yeah, which like <laughs> it's so weird to hear like she like is very like logistical and like will go to reason before like violence when I feel like in Medusa's story and like also like as a like feminist, it's like she didn't even try and hear her side of it, you know, and immediately went straight to violence, literally changing Medusa's whole persona, the way she's perceived, the way she perceives herself and stuff like that. That I don't know, Athena's a little shady to me. Um, I personally feel like I can't trust her. Please if you hear this. I like I'm protected, but Well, there is another theory. Um, I mean, which we've covered before, but I'm going to say it again because we are covering Athena. There is a theory. There's a, it, there's two parts to the theory. So, you know, most of these myths and legends were, um, first of all, very oral. So they were told orally. Yeah. Um, secondly, by the time Christianity came around, the only people that were allowed to write were the monks. So a lot of, and this happens in paganism too, in Celtic mythology. The women tend to get a very bad rap when it comes to the way these myths are written. Um, One of the theories that is out there is that because Poseidon supposedly raped her, and I say supposedly because there's another theory on that, but supposedly raped her that she didn't change Medusa to punish her. She changed Medusa so that she would have power over any man that tried to attack her again. Because the, if you look at the original myths, it doesn't say that she was ugly. Mm-hmm. It says that her look could turn a man to stone, but it did not say she wasn't really this snake person. She had yeah. the snakes in her hair, but she was still considered a beautiful woman. Um, so one of the theories is, is that Athena actually did that to protect her. Um, I didn't like understand that interpretation. And yeah. it makes more sense for Athena. Yeah. That theory, just the theory that she just turned on her for no reason, just, it doesn't strike as something that Athena would do. But I mean, again, we're never really going to know. Yeah. But I like that theory. Better. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'll go with uh, that uh, hypothesis. But to be fair, she she did end up aiding Perseus in his quest to kill Medusa. Athena. Uh, Athena. Athena did. She, yeah. gave him, she gave him the polished shield. Mm-hmm. But there again is Athena being the goddess of wisdom this was a journey Perseus had to take to have other things happen in the world. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't going to stand in the way of it, you know, Of course. but that could also explain why she wears the medallion of Medusa on her, um, on her clothes. So what do you think she gave that only her and Zeus are able to wear it? 
I'm pretty sure because she's Zeus's favorite child, she probably just gifted it to him. <laughs> she was like, you're bad. You can do this if you let me use just lightning bolts. <laughs> and there's actually no, there's actually nothing that said that Zeus actually wore it. Just that he was allowed to wear it. Mm. So that might just be a case of uh, being a daddy's girl. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know that I just pictured, uh, I pictured Zeus trying it on. Like you try on your clothes out of your closet going, it just doesn't look right. Thanks. And giving it back. Right. Yeah. I could do that. He's like, this is a great macaroni like, picture. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was heavily involved in the Trojan War. She fought against Paris and she actually inspired the building of the Trojan Horse. She did quite a lot of things to aid but once it was, um, once the fight was technically over, she stopped Achilles from killing the king on the other side because she didn't want the war to keep going. She was like, it's over. It's done with. Yeah. If we keep fighting this, more people are going to die. And it, it's not like the fight's over. And as we've discussed before, the, the Trojan War was really just a big giant game of chess for the gods. <laughs> yeah. And I think she was just done. <laughs> I also like can understand that from her like strengths as a god and goddess, like her reasoning behind that, you know, and I think that it's something that also thankfully now with the whole female um, communications team in the White House in the future, like that is something that is it's just logical, you know, like the more you're going to continue to kill this person or like start this feud over whatever reasoning it's, um, I personally think it's a very feminine point of view, you know, so I applaud her for that. I will I'll give her a couple of claps. Um, she was very, she helped Hercules in two of his labors. One of them actually was she stopped him from killing more people when he had been turned crazy and killed his own children. Uh, she stepped in and knocked him out to stop him from murdering more people. I don't know why it took her so long. Maybe she didn't know what was happening up yeah, until that point. Been up in the cloud. Uh, yeah. Uh, it said that she might have also es ex yeah, escorted Hercules out of the underworld during one of his trials. And she also made oh, like died? rappers. What? In one of his first battles, he died. No, he had to go to the underworld. He he went to the underworld to um, steal Cerberus. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she helped him. Um, she also might have helped him because he was one of Zeus's favorites. But she didn't. She didn't help him enough that like he didn't have to go through these trials himself. Um, she did, she did make clappers that <laughs> was to scare off an enormous flock of birds. <laughs> That'll do it. Those little you kid things from around? the party. Right, that's what? what I thought of. <laughs> yeah, that's what we, and I don't know how dignified I can picture Hercules running around a lake, like <laughs> shaking him around. <laughs> Her other famous notorious story is because she is the goddess of weaving. Um, she's involved with the Arachne myth. So Arachne was a, um, a, a very good weaver and she was boasting that her skills were better than all the gods. Yeah. And Athena went to her as an old lady and told her she should probably stop doing that. It was only going to get her in trouble. And Arachne said, bring it. She wasn't scared of anyone. She said, I only speak the truth. And if Athena thinks otherwise, then let her come down and challenge me herself. And then poof, Athena revealed herself. So Athena, they, they had the contest. Athena's weaving represented four separate contests between the mortals and the gods, in which the gods were punishing mortals for setting themselves up as equals to the god. Arachne's weaving depicted the ways of the god, particularly Zeus, who had been misleading and abusing mortals and tricking and seducing many women. This made Athena mad because no lies told, no lies told, but also it made Athena mad because the, of the content, but it was said that Arachne actually hers was better. She ripped Arachne's work to shreds and Arachne hung herself in shame and fear 
Then Athena said, live on and yet hang condemned one. But lest you are careless in the future, the same condition is declared in punishment against your descendants. So Athena is the reason we have spiders. Yep, arachnophobia. Yep. <laughs> so that was, I don't know how any other way that, that that myth could be like changed to make it seem like Athena was being calm and collected about yeah. that. <laughs> she seems a little... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Damn it, man. Yeah, I think part of it too was because of the fact that Athena's weaving was like, I think she was trying to say, hey, don't like, don't do this, Arachne. And Arachne was like, I'm, just, I'm all in. That Zeus was rapey, rapey. Um, and Arachne, or, I'm sorry, Athena didn't like that. I think, Sarah, you asked by um, what her last words to Arachne meant. Yes, like what they symbolized. If Because the way I saw it was that was Athena kind of talking to Arachne as she passed on to the underworld since she had like hung herself and died. But you were saying more for like generational, right? Like her descendants. Right, because her, her actual words were live on then and yet hang, condemned one, but lest ye are careless in the future, the same condition is declared in punishment against your descendants to the last generation. You know, um, that sounds... Hold her. Sorry. That sounds like if she tries to step to Athena again, her kids will be spiders too. But her kids are spiders. She's already punishing her. Oh, it's too late. Got it. Okay, I see. Nope, go on. Um, she's still associated with Athens, so her legacy lives on with that in the Parthenon. She's still associated with the olive branch as a way to end an argument. So, like, when you hear people say, you know, I'm extending you an olive branch. She, the Athena Mars rover investigation, Mars exploration, carries an integrated suit of scientific instruments called the Athena Science Payload. Um, and they've been investigating Martian surface where water may have once been present. I don't know why they named that after her, but, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a statue of Athena in front of the Australian, Austrian Parliament building. And she's a patron of many universities who have a lot of statues of her in their main halls. Um, she clearly did not have any children, being, the, um, being a virgin goddess. And her Roman counterpart, eh, it was Minerva. Minerva was given all of the other attributes of Athena, but they took away her war goddess. Mm. But quite honestly, Romans did that a lot. They they took a lot more of the harshness or the sharp edges. And that's that's me using verbiage that they would use, not my verbiage, um, on the female deities. Um, they did have their own war goddess, Bologna, that they worshipped instead but she was entirely Roman and had no Greek counterparts hmm. and while Athena is a very large part of Greek mythology Minerva was kind of pushed to the side a little bit in Roman mythology yeah I feel she like I've just... never even really heard stories of her Minerva yeah there she still so she still gets the Minerva still gets the credit for the Arachne story in in Roman mythology but she doesn't she doesn't get, she, she's not high in the pantheon as Athena is in the Greek pantheon. Um, so that is Athena. That's our girl Athena. That's okay. our girl Athena. Kind of a little problematic. A little bitchy. You guys, so yes. with Poseidon, I, I have a little note up here. I was thinking about him recently, today even. I I swear <laughs> to you, I thing. was. So last week, I said that Poseidon was like this character from Rizzoli and Isles. And uh, he's like, I it's, don't know a, what that is. it's a it's an old uh, lady show. It's an old lady, lady show. Cry, it's like 1990s, early 2000s Cagney and Lacey. And okay. an even older <laughs> reference, an even older reference. So it's just some like Italian guy who works on cars or whatever in the show. And he's always like, hey, uh, you two... You're going to do that? Because that's hot. And, like, that's the kind of guy he is on the show. So I thought about him again. 
He is also, in regard to that show, the kind of guy who's like overly gifting and attentive if Mm -hmm. you guys are together even once. So he'd be like, you're my goddess. You know, we're soulmates. So I'm like, oh man, imagine that was Poseidon's problem. Like, a lot of times when he courts a woman and gets her in bed or whatever, they're like, oh, Poseidon raped Athena in the temple. I'm like, what if that was the situation? What if he's like, you're my soulmate? And she's like, can you do something to get me out of this? (laughs) He's sending me giant, like, five-foot teddy bears. Can we not do that? You just... Turn me into a snake person. That's fine. I'll take it. Whatever you got. The gods should have invented ghosting a long, long time ago. <laughs> they did. <laughs> um, you don't hear any stories of Zeus hanging around after there's babies. That's true. You got me there. <laughs> and none of the deities do. They're like, I'm dropping a baby on you. Bye. <laughs> Except funny is... Poseidon in his stories, he's always showing up with like gifts after he's he's like, I'll let you be immortal if you want. And what do you else do you want to fly? Yeah, and they want none of it. (laughs) And they're like, no thanks. I'll just take this mediocre experience and leave if it's all the same. (laughs) Poseidon is very attention seeking. Yeah. Yes. He has some some issues. (laughs) Classic middle brother syndrome right there, right? Oh, yeah. That's real true. <laughs> You'll never be as good as Zeus. <laughs> and his eyes, and Hades is like, don't look at me. Okay? <laughs> Hades is like, I hate you all. <laughs> okay. So, now it's my turn with Hecate. Yay! Who is a different Greek kind of goddess altogether. If she's even Greek, which she may not even be. Hecate is a goddess uh, capable of both good and evil. So I don't think she was one or the other, uh, because she's the goddess of witchcraft, magic, the moon, doorways, creatures of the night, like hellhounds and ghosts. Uh, She's often seen carrying a torch uh, to remind her of her connection with the night. And normally in her sculpture, she's the, you may have seen her as the three goddesses, like the the three phases. Triple goddess. Yeah. Uh, Now... A lot of times it's attributed that that's the maiden mother crone, uh, but she's also a virgin goddess, so she never has children or sex with anyone male, at least to procreate with. Uh, But not that you can't be the mother of the crone without, well, staying a virgin the whole time. But it, it seems that she is the daughter of a couple of titans, they think, uh, Phoebe and uh, the granddaughter of Phoebe and Coeus, uh, whose children were uh, Perses and Asteria, and then that would be her mother. Uh, so, thanks are older than Zeus, right? Right, she is older than Zeus. Uh, some say that Zeus was the father with Demeter, but uh, that doesn't, that's not really as often ascribed to her because. They can trace her back to even pre-Greek times. Uh, Hesiod is a Greek writer that wrote a lot about her. Like, he loved her so much. So, like, no no bad words to say there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Zeus, the son of Kronos, honored her above all others. Like, she, he never went for her. Like, he was never like, do you want to get down? I don't care if you say yes. Uh, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Zeus's... Uh, <laughs> Zeus is like, that was that was uh, theoretical, that question. I don't need an answer there. But he never <laughs> goes for Hecate because he, he honored her so highly. Uh, he gave her gifts of the earth and the unfruitful sea and also honor in the starry heavens. So they think that that's where the triple part of it comes from, that she's the earth, the heaven, and the sea. He, did, he never did anything wrong to her. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, Earth, heaven, and sea. She has a lot of different rituals, mostly darker rituals. Since she's a crossroads goddess, uh, she winds up in, do you do your Mm -hmm. things at the crossroads for her? Uh, three metamorphosis myths describe her origins of her animal familiars, which you might remember from the Percy Jackson series since they're in it. 
the black she dog and the polecat. In Percy Jackson, the polecat farts a lot. That's that's her little <laughs> really. Thing. I, I can't oh, remember yeah. that right now. <laughs> yeah, it was like a bother to her always. <laughs> she was like, I, and it was named Gale. The polecat in the legend is a witch named Gale, uh, who was turned into that as punishment for. Her, I'm going to say it was insolence, but there's a typo in my notes that says incontinence. <laughs> so, I never fixed that. <laughs> I never fixed that, so that's there forever. <laughs> Maybe that is it. Maybe she's like, get some bladder control before I turn you into a polecat. And here we are. <laughs> I want to, like, get this power now. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, now I just pictured the three of us at a crossroads with a box of poise pads, burying them. <laughs> Being like, Hecate, can we get in on some of this sweet action, please? Give us some of your juju, please. <laughs> uh, Sarah will have to stay out for the longest because I can't be that far from a bathroom. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll do my watch, guys. Don't worry. Uh. The Hesiod also says the goddess supports warriors, athletes, hunters, horsemen, herdsmen, shepherds, fishermen, and children. Her companions are the Furies, which are underworld uh, winged creatures. Uh, her children, I air quote the word children, she's not birthing any of these. These are just her, uh, I don't know, like the way you guys are all my children, like that. Uh, yeah. What? Her babies. You're all my children of my heart. Uh or you're an impuse, which is a female demon partial to seducing travelers. I would also like to be that. The impuse were in Percy Jackson. They uh, chase Percy Jackson in the first book when they're in the museum. Yes, I remember that. Those are Hecate's kids. Kids. Uh, the goddess. Her had... name. <laughs> Isn't it? I love Percy Jackson so much. You guys will talk about it all day on a side <laughs> podcast called I Love Percy Jackson So Much. <laughs> Uh, the goddess has unusual rituals performed in her honor offerings of food it doesn't have to be a crossword it could be any boundary uh, known as the supper of Hecate these are small cakes of eggs, cheese, bread dog meat which is weird it's weird or maybe they had a lot of dogs back then I've been to some countries where they've definitely eaten dog because there's a lot of dog around there's also a lot of cats in Greece yes yeah, nobody's eating cats though. And Italy. Yeah. But Well, yeah. because dogs are foolish and they stick around. Cats are like, yeah, whatever. They're like, I heard one cat died here. Nobody no cats come back ever again. Hecate especially likes sacrifices of puppies. Mm. This I, mm. I know, I don't like it. I mean, there's other things you can do. You can do a dish of red mullet. If you have no puppies on hand. Now I'm thinking of people sacrificing puppies and I'm sad. Well, here's what I, I thought the first time around. I was like, maybe they sacrifice the puppies, but then um, Hecate adopts them all. And they're like a bunch of like little, little Cerberuses in the training. So Aww. That, I like that, that. That's where I'm going with that. That's, that's how I can really Yes. <laughs> I got you. This also makes sense. It was. It said that the dog connection might have to do with that dogs eat the dead if you don't bury them. So if there's a lot of dogs around at the time, you may want to try and thin it out so they aren't digging up no. and, and eating. Or bury them. your dead. Yeah, bury your dead, guys. Come on. <laughs> Burn them or whatever. Get it done. <laughs> They think there there might be a loose connection with the Egyptian god Anubis, um, but definitely the three-headed hound of Hades, Cerberus, uh, which may be an earlier form of Hecate because of the three heads. I like that idea. You know what I have a question about? Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many stories of like Athena and Zeus and Poseidon just like frolicking around like Olympus, but like. Where's like Hecate in all of this? Like, does she have a set place and home? Like, was she there during the Trojan War? Like, how, like, what's going on with like Medusa and like Hecate's like realm of consciousness? Like, did she have anything to say to Athena about that? No, she doesn't. Um, 
No. No, she probably sees what's <laughs> happening here and is like, more of this bullshit, I see. Okay. Yeah, right? <laughs> just, like, like, turns around. Well, to be fair, um, she's also considered, like, Hecate is one of the very few deities that crosses, like, a lot of ethnic and, like, she's, you can find her in Egypt, you can find her in Mesopotamia, you can find her in Celtic mythology, you can find, maybe she was just off on a different continent. Maybe. Um, she's a busy woman. Yeah, like, or, you know, um... Terrific. Sorry, that was my That's okay. Now I just pictured uh, her getting back from because she's found on like Anatolia a lot in Turkey. So now I imagine yeah. she just got back from her vacation in Turkey, sees the Trojan War, drops her bags, and goes, "I go away for two weeks, and this is the bullshit I got to come back to." <laughs> right. <laughs> and and she did get involved. She is involved in the Persephone and um, Hades That's myth. True. Yes. Yeah, she's um, just more involved there. Back and forth, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and that was, that was, they said that was because she was actually really good friends with Demeter. Um, so she she has relationships. They just don't talk about them that often. Yeah. I want her story. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she does have, in art, she's often pictured with Demeter. So I think uh, she was anti-Hecate, probably, to Persephone. Right. Maybe. The goddess's relatively late arrival in Greece from Caria, although she was considered a Greek goddess and not a foreign origin by the Greeks themselves. So I, they probably took her from somewhere else and and was like, well, she's ours now, so that's that. She doesn't come from anywhere else, she's just ours. Because she is in Celtic mythology, too, and the Celts aren't like, oh, we borrowed her from somewhere else. They're like, nope, that's 100% ours, all ours, all the time. And nobody, nobody says they borrowed her. They're like, nope, she's ours. <laughs> Get your own Hecate. This is our Hecate. We have dozens of Hecates. Right. <laughs> uh, in sculpture, she has three bodies and three heads uh, with halos of moonbeams around her heads. Uh, let's see. Common practice. Something with- that I think mm. is interesting is that, like, so she's the goddess of the moon, right? And, like, we know that the moon controls the sea also. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to, like, what her relationship with, like, Poseidon was she probably yeah. hates them all his gifts I mean, were set think- and returned to sender <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i like that oh that would be so um, i love them uh the common practice was to place images of the goddess in the city gates entrances to sacred sites and doorways to your house because she would protect it and ward off evil spirits um, like you do yeah she was sybil's guide to the underworld uh she guides people to the underworld she's the only one that's allowed to go back and forth besides uh persephone right right uh, she's uh, she's yeah well because she's in a very the moon underworld deathy kind of ooh magic goddess so yeah she's there's the a bit bomb. of underworldliness there and uh, i think that's like also like her yin and yang energy of like the good and the bad the light and the dark you know like yeah. she's very like metamorphic like she changes and she also like back to like the triple goddess like the three heads and stuff like that like it like that's supposed to represent like the three phases of a woman's life and like the transformation through them and the knowledge gained so like it like really makes sense to me why like she like was the guider of some of these people to the underworld mm-hmm. which i think is like awesome like she could vacation there and then like come back up to earth and just Beautiful. hang here she would uh <laughs> she wasn't especially judgy when like you prayed to her like if you had like evil intent or whatever she wasn't like i don't think you should be doing that she's like well you reap what you sow don't you hey yeah rant it but she'd be like listen Hecate is a deity that like I really started to work with once I like got into like my altar and like practicing and I have a friend who's also into paganism and her deity is Hecate like solely Hecate Mm -hmm. and I was like explaining to her something that I was asking Hecate and I was like and like she was just mad at me. I don't really remember what I was asking her. And I was like, I just felt that Hecate was mad at me. And I don't understand why. 
And she just looked at me and she was like, Hecate is like the old grandma who's gonna give you that tough love, <laughs> pushing you to do whatever you wanna do. And I was like, wow, that's really her. Like that's to a T. Yeah, well, in Celtic mythology, she's still considered the queen of the witches. Mm. And the actual patron goddess of the witches. Um, so she's definitely a great one to start with. I mean, because, of, like Teresa said, like her lack of judgment. Yeah. She, you know, I feel like, and I'm, I know we're talking over you, Teresa. I'm sorry. That's okay. Go um, on. I feel like with her association with other things, like the fact that she's like in between two worlds all the time, I wonder if that's the other reason why they don't have a lot of stories of her like getting involved because she's, she's just mentally, she's just in another, like literally in another world. Too many like times. Plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too many tabs open. Yes. Uh, uh, she did help. She took time out of her busy schedule to help Demeter look for Persephone when she was abducted by Hades. So it was decided that Persephone would spend a third of the year in the underworld and the rest on Earth. Hecate was able to search the underworld for her because she's able to go back and forth. Hecate is also called tender-hearted, a euphemism uh, intended to emphasize her concern with the disappearance of Persephone. Uh, so that's nice. Hecate means tender-hearted. Aw. Right? I do think her and Demeter have a have probably like a really good friendship. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Because they get not, they get arted together and they get portrayed in art together a lot. And some people think that Demeter was like um like a hive off of like when when you have like like Bologna and Minerva are both Athena when you put them together so they think maybe a piece of Hecate uh, uh, shaves off and forms Demeter not in a literal sense like in a while well, they're building their pantheon kind of way they like, maybe they were more than friends maybe they are more than friends maybe they're like all those you know those old paintings you see that is labeled a female and her close friend and it was really they were lovers <laughs> maybe that's it maybe maybe that's why that's the only person she cares about that's true Annie's on to something I, I got this or I'm going to be smited in my sleep I don't know <laughs> <laughs> under her legacy we have that she is largely worshipped today by modern pagans there you go. That's how she she's carrying on through all of us. Uh, she was the goddess worshipped on Sabrina. I guess the reboot, I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen it, so. I didn't like it. I assume that's it. Wait, the one on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I actually never watched that. No, but don't do it. You'll be mad. Really? Yes. Oh, that's sad. They, yeah, it, they spend so much time saying that she's got to sell her soul to Satan to be a witch. It's disgusting. Mm. Next. Disapprove. <laughs> uh, she's name-checked several times in Shakespeare, like in Macbeth and A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. She's a character in the Marvel comics. She is. Yeah, yeah. She, you can look that up. I don't know which com. probably all of them, because they all cross over with each other. Comics are wild. If they can have Thor, you know. They can have Hecate in there. Yeah, they can have Hecate. And Hela. I'm totally looking it up later. Hela, in the original, this is a side tangent, it doesn't matter, but Thanos, in <laughs> in the comics, he's not like, I want to bring good farming practices to the world or whatever he wants in the movies. It's He's trying to show off for death. Lady death. Death, death. Because he's like, pot for it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And she's like, let's kill go. half the universe and then <laughs> Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> Gotta check my schedule. <laughs> well, she's like, that'll keep him busy. Jeez. People, men are so needy. <laughs> they often mention her in Buffy, Practical Magic, and other spooky shows like that. There was a cult in the 1920s that named her as their patron called the Blackburn Cult. You're free to look that up. That's interesting. Uh, she has no Blackburn Cult? The Blackburn Cult, yeah. Uh, she has no children because she is a virgin goddess. In Rome, she's associated with Diana for the moon situation. And they thought that there might be a connection between her and Artemis, also uh, a virgin in moon fame. But not all virgin goddesses are the same, guys. 
<laughs> no. And again, I would like to point out, running back to Aphrodite, there was only two goddesses that she, uh, they claim Aphrodite has not slept with, and Hecate was not on that list. <laughs> 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 they said Aphrodite slept with every deity except two goddesses. It was, a, I think it was Athena and... Uh, Hestia, probably. Demeter. No, it was Demeter. Oh, right. Hestia does love ladies. <laughs> Hestia was getting it on, too. So do you have any Hecate well, I'm just questions? Saying. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, Hecate questions. I'm kind of just like... <laughs> now I'm imagining Hecate is like a lesbian, and I'm so here for it. <laughs> um, I shook the gods. <laughs> I'm going to say the incidence of bisexuality among Greek deities is prevalent. <laughs> Very, very. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm so here for all of it. Yeah, um, they didn't really hold to that. Let's see. Questions about Hecate. I feel like I knew a lot more about Hecate than I knew, like, the basics of Athena. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I don't have questions. I have, like, topics to discuss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's see. So... One thing would be, and I guess this, like, to me is, like, the most what I associate her with, which is the triple goddess. And, like, what we said earlier, like, she's a virgin goddess as well. Mm. But I feel like she kind of does have that motherly instinct of, you know, the, like, um, underworld and the sky and, like, earth, like, these are all of her children, and she wants to take care of all of them through whatever's going on with them. So for that reason, I look at her more towards a mother, where, like, Athena is, like, your mean older sister. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a point for Hecate. <laughs> also, like, her animals are just so badass. For the polecat like, and the dog? Yeah, the polecat, the, like, oh, some people say, like, the hellhounds mm -hmm. for her. Um, That's a dog. And, like, yeah, it's a scary-ass dog. <laughs> and she's, like, this powerful, intimidating mm -hmm. woman. And, um, not now, Mom. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, where Athena, I feel, it's like, okay color palettes right so right. like Hecate is like gray white black maybe like silver and then like I see Athena is in like a soft blue or like a pastel pink with some like delicate floral um hmm. embroidery and like I'm it's such a toss-up because it's like how I want to be both, but I can't be both. <laughs> I like that analogy. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, does Athena wear uh, the pastels underneath the, the gold armor or on top of? Hmm. I was seeing it more of like um like a bustier, like oh, the, the like that. and then like you have your gold armor. So she's still like kick ass because she's like the goddess of right. war. No, I so like, like how that, that sounds because uh, corsets were all magic back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're still magic. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> magic does not expire. That's right. Um, but yeah, let's see. What else was I thinking about? I should have taken notes. I have too many thoughts that go through my mind. It's all right. We do it too. We mm. veer off all the time. <laughs> also, she's older than Athena, which I didn't, like, know. Well, like, I knew that she was a daughter of, like, the Titans, but I guess it, like, never clicked my head. Mm. Can you tell who I like better? <laughs> That's okay. You get to like whoever you like. <laughs> Is this you trying to subtly tell us you've made your decision? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> say it say it out loud <laughs> I choose Hecate Ooh, I'm a winner baby so, one. so that's that'll be an interesting battle because now that Hecate goes into the next round uh, you know who she's gonna battle no Pan no <gasps> so it's gonna be Hecate versus Pan 
the god of nature versus the god of magic. Wow. I I feel like it also gives you like uh, spirituality versus like, I don't want to say like religion, Mm. but kind of. It's a conundrum for the modern witch, isn't it? It is a conundrum of the modern witch. It is. Because Pan, Dionysus, and Hecate all embody definite things that like you want to have. You don't want to get lost to society. But at the same time, you're like, damn it. It's the green man versus the moon goddess, you know? It's wild. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um, Miss Sarah, do you have anything that you would like to advertise, plug, or share with us? Um, yes. So just my makeup. Um, I'm a makeup artist based in Brooklyn, um, New York. I work in the city too. So I travel. I'm out in Long Island sometimes. Um, my Instagram handle is Brooklyn Aries, like the Zodiac sign, because I'm an Aries. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually did a really sick Medusa look because I feel empowered by Medusa. And her unfortunate story that we're sharing on a lighter note. (laughs) (laughs) We're changing the script of Medusa's story, hopefully. Um, But yeah, and I just wanted to thank you so much for like considering me and taking the time and chatting with me. I had a great time. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for being our guest. You were very fun. Thanks. I like your different point of view. Oh, thank you. Teresa's going to play us out. Hold on. (laughs) We'll have you back when we start up another Pantheon, and then you can choose from those guys. When we start doing, I think we're going to do Norse. I don't know. Norse gods. Norse gods. That'll be a rough one, because they don't have as many. No. I don't know much about Norse mythology. Like, I know, like, Thor and Loki and Odin. Yeah. But. We don't know. We, We learned. I would say we learned an awful lot doing this podcast. Oh, there is yeah. a lot of obscure stuff that we had no idea. That's awesome. About. Yeah. No, it was, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. All right, Teresa, play us out. All right. If you want to find us on the social medias, uh, we're at Facebook at Last God Standing, Instagram and Gmail, Last God Standing Pod. Nope. I changed that Gmail, didn't I? To I don't know. Last God Pod, right? I did that. Last God Pod. Uh, Because I (laughs) accidentally signed myself up for Gmail with this handle and made myself born in like 2019. So they were like, go ask your mom. I'm like, oh, (laughs) God damn it. No, never get rid of this. So I just changed it. Uh, Our Twitter is Last God Stand Pod. And we are hosted at Podbean at lastgodstanding.podbean.com. We're on Spotify and iTunes and all those places. So. Go rate us five stars. Uh, that would be a great Yule time present for us. Uh, thank you to Mike Giacino for writing our music theme. And thank you to Danny's lines. Uh, thanks to our listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.